0: it's a new week of nfl football can you believe it's already week six all the odds are scrolling below me for the exclusion of thursday night football because by the time you guys are seeing or hearing this thursday night football will already have happened but for the first time since the afc preview show the one and only dan goes ham mr danny is back on the show for episode 255 how are we doing tonight my friend
1: we are doing good tonight, man. Uh, as far as football wise, we're hanging in there. You know, just another heartbreaking season, but you know I'm used to it. So week six set, settling in, so we're here. And, and I'm new to the club, so uh, you got to show me a couple of things here and there. Yeah, man. There's a, there's a seat right next to me for you, man. Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah. But anyway, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit between our teams, because obviously that plays later on down. Uh, quickly tonight, my only question for you for Thursday night football do you think the chiefs blow the 10 and a half or do you think that it's safe money that they cover
1: uh i think denver finds a way to cover um could be like a little backdoor cover at the end something like that but i feel like the chiefs just never cover man It's it's just how it is so i
0: hate betting the chiefs to cover because it's always whenever i think they're gonna cover they don't cover and whenever i pick against them to cover they cover like i picked against them for the chicago game and they blew them out but then i picked them Against your Jets and then you guys covered, so it's just this irritating thing where I'm like Chiefs, like you're a good football team, but you're a horrible spread team. Like figure it out.
1: Yeah, especially on prime time with the Chiefs, you know, like they know everyone in America is picking the Chiefs. So quick little money grab, little little backdoor for Vegas. So I don't know. I think Denver finds a way.
0: Same, and especially too, I've always learned this from Big Rad. Don't don't take big spreads in divisional games either. And the 10 ten and a half's just it's too much. Very true. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, we got three weeks in a row of London football to kick things off. We got Baltimore going to Tennessee. Uh, I'm going to open up with this. I really like Baltimore in a bounce back here because I think that they should have won last Sunday, but they they blew it against the Steelers. Shout out Steelers in the plus four.
1: Yeah, this. I mean, you know, the travel and everything and being how these are both really running teams first, I think this is just going to be like an easy under game. Uh, nothing, not a lot of fireworks, maybe a big play here and there, but uh, – yeah, I would like Baltimore to bounce back too. Um, they really should have won that game handily, but all those drops—I don't know if you've seen them all. Yeah, um, we were, we're pretty costly, and then you know, Steelers just the Steelers just found a way. But um, yeah, they should bounce back here. Tennessee's not that great.
0: You know, uh, it's like an old friend of mine once said on the news. Uh, we were out there catching everything. We were ca- uh, basically we were catching babies on like Aguilar tonight, uh, and I because I know he was the big drop. So whenever I saw that right away, I was just like, "Yep, that's mm-hmm. it." But ultimately, I love that you say under because there's a running thing in the, I've seen with gambling community called the, you call it the Lunder, the London under. Oh, wow, never heard
1: of it.
0: Yeah, it's hit the last couple weeks, and I feel like this is going to be 20 to 16, something like that, you know, somewhere in that realm where it's a lot of field goals because you have Nick Falk and Justin Tucker where I feel like the offenses may not be there, so the kicking game is going to have to save a few things. So I like a little 930 under,
1: why not? Yeah, and then you saw Hopkins come alive last week. He finally had his first big game for them. So, I mean, that would be nice to see them uh, continue to get the ball to him. But other than that, Tennessee, who do they really have? Henry's not looking like Derrick Henry so far this year. And then, you know, that's really it. So
0: Th- that That's just really it, though, because it's like who else is going to step up? Like you look at it where you're like, I don't know who else is going to step up for this game. So that's why I just think. It's going to be a lousy nine thirty football game, and for everyone's everyone saying, "Oh, it's not lousy." It's just like it's it's the time travel and everything like that. Um, but moving on, next game, the team that's been in London the last two weeks, Jacksonville versus Indiana, Indianapolis, excuse me. Um, and I know Gardner Minshew for some like the Colts. I have to say this: they're the surprise, one of the surprise teams to me this year. The fact that they're three and two right now with the injuries, with everyone being like lack of talent, lack of depth, but. Like your Jets and like the Broncos tonight, it's something about the Colts just not being able to win in Jacksonville. So, I think that the Jags win their third game in a row here.
1: Yeah, man. No, the Colts are definitely sneaky good. Um, you know, even if Minshew or or Richardson's are in there, they've won with both of those guys, right? Yeah. And then, um, you know, they're getting Taylor back. I know he was back last week, but they were just, you know, like. Getting him in slowly and Zach Moss somehow had a fucking career game, you know, that nobody saw coming, but of course it worked out that way. Um, but yeah, no, the more Jonathan Taylor gets involved, their defense is good. Your boy Pittman's always there, he's always having yep. games. Uh, Josh Downs, their rookie, he's having a nice little season, so uh, they're not a bad team, man. They're they, they could potentially sneak into the wild card, maybe the division, but uh, I'm still not sold on Jacksonville. Um, I think they won in against Buffalo because one, they have a good history against that team, and two, like I told you, they were in London the whole week. Yeah, you know, for Buffalo to just come in there to London and then just try to get a win, they were going to be a step slow, and I told you that, and that's exactly what it was. So, um, I could see this being a a close upset. I
0: was on that one, I was on the I was going to say London. I was on the Jags the second the five-and-a-half got announced. I was just like, that's too high of a number. I don't like it. Buffalo, for some reason, whenever they're a a bigger favorite, those are the games they tend to lose just because it's like everyone thinks Buffalo's going to go in there and take care of business, but then they don't. They're still a great football team, don't get me wrong. But in those situations, and then now, like I was telling you today, and there was tweets coming out where Micah Parsons, Micah, Micah Hyde basically said, yeah, we'd be good if we never go back over there again. Okay, I understand you guys got hurt and they suffered some very bad injuries, but at the same time too, you got to learn from it and also too to say we don't ever want to go back there. There's there were, I saw online there was a lot of Bills fans in London this week, so it's just it's a bad look for them. But we'll get to their game later because honestly they're gonna bounce back. But with this game, I I just like Jack. It's the Jacksonville home thing, like the whole indie. But at the same time too, if Jacksonville loses this game, everyone's gonna be going like, hey, maybe you should move to London after all. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there.
1: They did look good last week, though, you know, against an elite defense. Um, Again, I don't know if it's from the travel or not, but, you know, ETN had a great day, Uh, Ridley had a great day. So they have weapons there if they put it together. I just – I don't know. I just want to see more from them.
0: Sam, I I need to see them get a signature win division because remember their last division – divisional game at home was when Houston came in and put 38 up on them. Yeah. Which we'll talk about them in a second. But the next game – we got Miami versus Carolina, and obviously, look, we know Miami's going to win this. Um, I think it's been discussed at Nauseam where a lot of people are realizing Miami's that team that they're going to roll over the teams they should beat, but they're probably going to struggle with the good competition. So my thing with Miami this week, beat the hell out of the Carolina Panthers because next week you're going to Philly on Sunday night football, and that's going to be a true measuring stick game for you guys. Obviously, look, they went to Buffalo 48-20. to but if you can roll over the Panthers and not, like, give them any breathing room, like, opposite of what happened with the Giants. Because remember, the Giants had some life in that game. So if Miami can handle this mediocre Panthers team with ease, it's going to say a lot about them, especially giving them that big confidence boost heading into such a marquee matchup with the Eagles next week.
1: Yeah, man. And, like, I'm the biggest Miami hater you'll find. You know that. But... Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just that system is just so good. It's so well executed. Everyone knows what they're doing. They're not messing it up. And it just looks so awesome. But, I mean, the only thing I could really hang my hat on is what you said. You know, like, beating an elite team. You're you're beating up on the guys you're supposed to. This is another week of doing that. Um, you know, you're not going to be put over much more for going out and blowing out the Panthers, who are literally the worst team in the NFL right now. So, um, yeah, another easy win for them. Um, maybe on some sneaky betting value here, maybe, maybe you get a little Chase Claypool touchdown for the first time. I, I, I,
0: I kind of like that, you know, like, uh, apparently he's a vending machine. I, I don't know what to take of that, uh, mm-hmm. for a game total. I like the over 48 and a half here though, because. Well, Carolina can score and put up some points, but I still see this being like a 31 to like 20 kind of football game. Like nothing. Yeah, I
1: would I would go like Miami team total, if anything, you know, but Thielen, Thielen, you know, to to speak nicely, something nicely about Carolina. Thielen's having a really, really nice year for them. Um, Nobody saw that coming. I think everyone thought he was washed, but he's really carrying the load over there for sure. He
0: is. It's just there's so much like I think the owners getting too too involved to where it's kind of like let the football people do the football thing and you do the ownership thing. So that's that's more off field, but they have some stuff going. But I still feel like it's going to take a few years for Carolina Carolina before they really are anything. Because if we look at the South as a whole, like the Souths, they got some stuff. They got some stuff. It's just like you gotta you gotta give it some time. But like I said, this is a game that if Miami doesn't win easily and two is throwing some wonky interceptions. I'll give credit to the Carolina defense, I think, is good. But at the same time, too, this is a game you should easily win like we saw Detroit do against Carolina last week.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, Miami's not going to get much credit from me for going out and blowing this team out. But, um, you know, as far as Carolina goes, I mean, it's looking like – I know it's early, but CJ Stroud looks so much more better than what Bryce Bryce's uh, looked so far. So I know that's a tough pill to swallow, especially trading up into uh, number one. <laughs> So hopefully for their sake, you know Bryce starts to show something, but so far not so good.
0: The last thing I saw was that apparently Reich wanted Stroud, but uh, Tepper was sold on Young, so uh, that's that's just it. Um, next up here we have the NFC North showdown, and like Big Rat does his Fab five, four or five, I'm doing a Fab four or five. This is the first of mine. I love the Vikings at a minus three here to bounce back. Look, I know Chicago got a big win last week and they've looked good. I think this is a real comeback-to-earth game just because I feel like everyone's going to be tempted to take them. You know, there's the whole Justin Jefferson's hurt, Kirk Cousins doesn't look like the Vikings are 1-4, but the Bears are 1-4, but the Bears beat the Commanders last week and they had that game against the Broncos. I, I just think this is a spot where the Vikings get that win and it's kind of that, not confidence boost in the right direction, but just a sense of, hey, maybe this Vikings team isn't as bad as we thought, especially considering who they're missing. So I like I'm not saying
1: I like them to blow them out. I just really like the like, the Vikings on the minus three here. So I'm actually going the opposite way. I'm taking Chicago Ooh. at home to win this. Um, I think they figured something out last week. I know com- the commander's defense has probably been the worst in the league um, so far. They're they're giving up like 30 every game almost if you go and look at them. But yeah. I just think they figured something out. Um, the way they use DJ Moore finally, uh, the defense looked a lot better than they have. And then, like you said, you know, Justin Justin Jefferson's out. That's their main guy right there. I know Addison's had a nice season. But other than that, like, who's really scaring you on that offense? Um, it's going to be an ugly game, I'm sure. But uh, I, I have Chicago pulling this one out.
0: I I can see that, especially, too, because you had the DJ Moore 45-point game. Uh, Roshan Johnson's a guy who could potentially pop off. Khalil Herbert's been very good for them this year. I, I just think that everyone thinks that, like, Chicago's going to do that. So, like, I feel like this is going to be a very close game. I, I'm not saying this is going to be, like, by any means, a blowout. But give me, like, a 24-21 to 21 kind of football game where it's, like, back and forth. But then, like, at the end of the day, when it comes down to the two quarterbacks, I do trust Kirk to – drive down the field more than fields. Not not a
1: knock on fields, just a general like, hey, this is what's going on. Or also, hey, how I feel. You like both like look at both teams' morales. You know, yeah. like the Vikings, they know they're out of it. They're, you know, if they lose this game, they have a better draft position than Chicago does. So I mean, I don't know if that team's just gonna quit and just be like, you know, fuck this. Let's just blow it up or whatever, which is the way they should go. This is the time to do something like that for a team like uh Minnesota. But um you know, we'll see. Uh, I think Chicago gets it, though, for real. We'll
0: have to wait and see, but this next game, Cleveland and San Fran, uh, I think
1: it was just reported
0: before we started recording, actually, that Deshaun Watson looked like looking like he's not going to play again, and I'm sorry, but after what I saw San Francisco do to Dallas last week, I the spread was four and a half. It's six and a half. I think it's like eight by now. I don't know if it's going to be that high, but just like if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, just hold your nose and get through these three hours on Sunday.
1: Not sure if Danny oh. can. He, oh, yeah, he's still there. Um, did you hear anything that I just said? Yeah, no, I was talking. My bad. Um, yeah, okay, if you got okay. that four and a, if you got that four and a half line, like, good for you, man. That's gonna be that's, that's gonna be a nice click for you uh, early. But um, you know Cleveland has good defense, but just San Francisco just looks like a juggernaut right now, man. They're the best team in the league to me right now. Um, I don't see how with the rookie—I forgot his name for the Browns—the quarterback, but
0: Dorian thompson robertson Yeah,
1: yeah, I don't see how anyway. Robinson, they, excuse me. Yeah, I don't see how anyway they're going to be able to stay in the game with uh with, with San Francisco. So yeah, just like a, a blowout here. This is your blowout
0: exactly it's like i was saying earlier just kind of plug your nose and then just hope for the best against this team because look cleveland does have a really good defense but at the end of the day like i even heard this today with football just within the football community say if kirk cousins is on the trade deadline and like in the next week god forbid something were to happen to brock purdy i'm sorry i know everyone would be like oh kirk could go there no if if something were to happen to brock they would just plug in sam darnold immediately because that system is so predicated on hey just get a quarterback in there who's not going to make mistakes and get the ball to the right people. Like they were pulling trickery. And like with San Francisco, it's not even the fact of that, that they're good. It's the fact of how they just beat Dallas on both sides of the ball. The defense was clicking. The offense was just clicking. George Kittle, three touchdown nights, like, man, there's just
1: there's something in the water in the Bay Area right now. Yeah, they absolutely toyed with Dallas. It was embarrassing for them. Um, and again, it goes back to Miami. That system is just very well executed, and that's what happens. And then you throw an elite defense. probably the best defense in the NFL, maybe the Eagles. But um, it just comes together, and you just look like you know a Super Bowl fucking favorite.
0: That's exactly it. That is 100% it. But this next game, it's another one that I really like this weekend, and I'm not going to hold back on it. And that is Atlanta being a minus 2.5 point favorite over this Commanders team. Two reasons. One, I feel like the first two weeks were kind of outliers for the Commanders, because if you also look at it, barely beat Arizona. You almost lost to Denver. But then as well, I don't know if you know this, but Desmond Ritter has not lost a game at home since his, I did know that, yeah. ju- his junior year of high school. So I got to say that, too. And the other thing I got to say as well is I wasn't sure what he was going to be like just because I didn't want to get too ahead of the rookie hype. But Bijan is something special for
1: this Falcons team. And Bijan still hasn't had, like, that monster, you know, crazy day yet. But he's still putting up highlights every week where you're like, whoa, you know, that overhead sky cam they had uh, this yeah. last week with all those cuts. So he's he's getting ready to come in soon. Um, Kyle Pitts, you know, he finally had a great day uh, last Sunday. You know, they, it's just criminal how they use that guy. But, but we've been saying that for, what, three years now. So it's just not going to change. And uh, yeah, no, you know the Falcons—they're just a nice mediocre team. Uh, they're at home. I think uh, the Commanders are also in the same boat as them, the same tier. So uh, I took the Falcons here. I, it could go either way. It's a head—it's a—it's a coin toss game. But uh, it's just the, that Washington defense has been atrocious, man. So like anyone scoring on them, I don't see how they're going to stop that. But um, yeah, give me the Falcons, and this might be uh, Bijan's breakout here this game.
0: The over under for this game is only 42 and a half. So if I'm looking at this, you got to take the over 42 and a half points in this game as well. Yeah, that's fair. Definitely. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be anything crazy, but it's just like when I look at this game, it's just I can see this being another points fest. Like, I can also see Minnesota Chicago going over as well. I can't see that being a boring game. I can see it being like not fireworks, but hey, they're going to hit it, especially with the lower totals that we have.
1: Yeah, all well, depends on the weather in Chicago honestly. If it's going to be a windy day in Chicago, they're going to run the ball, but you know, we'll see.
0: And as we always do customarily here on this podcast, we look things up on the fly before we get into the Houston uh New Orleans game. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the bad thing with my over prediction. Sunday it is expected to be about I don't know what this is in Fahrenheit. Oh, actually, uh let's change the temperature to Fahrenheit for the podcast sake. It's expected to be 54 and raining, so yeah, you don't ignore that over bet for Chicago Minnesota. Um yeah, that was a bad decision on my end for me leading you in that direction. But hey, so don't take the under don't take the over in that game.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, man. It's around that time where, you know, it starts getting ugly over there. So just be careful yeah. on those. Exactly. And then next, we have an interesting game here with the Houston New Orleans
0: game. So you have New Orleans obviously coming off that massive, massive 34 nothing win against New England. But then you have Houston who barely like who hung in tough with the Atlanta Falcons. And in a game like this, I really like Houston to win. Not saying that because of who New Orleans beat last week, but I just think coming off that huge win and the fact, too, that, like, hey, the Saints had everything clicking right for them. I think this is just that kind of game where, hey, they're a favorite but this. And then also, too, when I look at the two quarterbacks, for as good as Derek Carr played last week, CJ Stroud is... Like, you already look at him and you're like, he's a franchise quarterback. He's a guy that is going to be there for the next 10 to 15 years, hopefully leading Houston to the promised land and probably getting them out of that obscure hell they've been in since 2020.
1: Yeah, man. No, I really like Houston. They're a really young, fun team. They finally got it right with a quarterback. Um, you know, also Nico Collins is balling. Tank Dell is yes. balling. So they have some dudes over there, man. Their defense is better. Yeah, they have Dalton Schultz, great signing there, you know. But, um, you know, they have some dudes over there. They're a few years away, I would say. And I think a team that's yeah. not really getting credit, that's been playing well, has been the Saints. You know, before they beat you guys, um, you know, Derek Carr was hurt that game before that. So, I don't know yeah. how you could really expect them to do much. But, you know, that defense, you know, C.J. Stroud's put enough on tape where they should know what's coming. His uh, completion percentage isn't that great. He still makes plays, but... Um, is he all the way there yet? No, and they should be able to take advantage of that. I think they they get this win, so I'm going, I'm going, uh, New Orleans here, man. I think they're they're looking good and they're not getting as much credit as they deserve.
0: They have, they have. I just, I'm just going Houston just because if well, New Orleans does get the win here, I will give them all the credit in the world. I can just see a bit of a comeback to earth after what happened last week, and also because the Houston Texans defense. Won't be what the New England defense was, which we're we're going to talk about in a little bit for sure, 100. Because why? Because it's me, and I get to grieve to someone who could give two shits about my pain. Um, <laughs> I, t- I think it's just it's just how I feel. I just think Houston. I guess you see Houston on a bounce back here, but with the one and a half, if, if this is a coin. This is a coin flip. This is a coin toss kind of football game. Um, the next game, though, that this game actually really intrigues me this weekend, just because it's two teams in two situations where it's kind of like, hey, both teams kind of got their shit figured out. And that's Seattle, and that is Cincinnati, which Cincinnati's got laying the three here. Um, But I also – I'll tell you a story. So last Saturday, I was ready to trade Jamar Chase just because I was like, I don't know. And also, I'm trying to get C.D. Lamb on my team, and this is another league that – not the one that you're in. But I tried to do that. The guy went quiet Monday morning, messages me. Hey, is this trade still available? And I was like, nope, no, it's not. (laughs) I'm like, Jamar put up 40. Jamar put up 40. He quietly had it. I know everyone was so focused on, like, the DJ Moore weekend the George Kittle weekend. And Jamar Chase like showed hey, he's really, really he's he's he still got it. And with the Bengals, it's just look, I don't know if they're gonna be a Super Bowl team, but they're definitely gonna be in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, man. That's uh that's one of those yesterday's prices, not today's price on Jamar. I haven't seen oh, the a yes. game. So yeah, it was a nice day for him. But um also, you know, I, I kind of saw it coming, maybe not that, but I knew he'd have a big day because, you know, these, these wide receivers have been calling out their quarterbacks in public. AJ Brown did it, he had a great next game and yeah. a game after that. Now Jamar Chase did that to Burrow in the media, had a you know, career day. So, I mean, I don't know what to take of it. They finally look good. But Seattle also looks good, too, man. And, uh, you know, Devon Witherspoon just looks awesome, bro. I'm a fan of that guy. He is he's the real deal over there. You know, he's hard-hitting, and he can cover. So, I uh, you know, they're forming something over there in Seattle. This is a tough game to pick because I don't know which, you know, Bengals team we're going to get. Obviously, yeah. you can beat up on Arizona. They've been playing well, sure. But, you know, the way they did that was just impressive. Um, so, I mean, I have – the Bengals right now winning, but I would not be shocked to see them lose. I I think they usually always start slow and maybe not this slow, but they always get their shit together and they, you know, they find a way in by the end of the year. So um, I'm going the Bengals right here.
0: I'm going to go with the Bengals too. It's just, I don't know if I want to lay the three with them. That's just the only thing with me. I don't know if that, if that three points is there. I feel like it will be, but I just
1: it's just Cincinnati. I like classic push game, you know. Yes this this
0: game screams. This game screams field goal. This screams a field goal kind of game because for his bad, not bad, but for as not Joe Burrow as Joe Burrow has been playing, especially since he got that big payday. Both defenses have been playing pretty well. I know Cincinnati they had a first first bad few weeks, but then look, they played well against the Rams. They played well against the Cardinals, and now they're playing the Seahawks. Which hey. You're playing well against the NFC West. I think that theme repeats itself. And on the Devon Witherspoon front, I will say this. Obviously, look, I was a big proponent for Gonzalez winning Rookie of the Year. Obviously, he's probably done with the year with that labrum injury. But I think now that he's done, Devin Witherspoon is the favorite for Defensive Rookie of the Year.
1: Yeah, and especially that he did all that on primetime where everyone's – because I didn't really have any idea about Devon Witherspoon, you know. But then I got to watch him, and I was like, damn, you know, this guy's really, really good. Just LOB vibes, 100%. Fits right into that team. And then they also have Lurin on the other side. So
0: that's the thing, too, with them. They just, they have, they've kind of quietly assembled their defense back to normal. Their offensive line play is still a little shaky, but I was here, even hearing this today, too, is Florio talking about this, but how people in Seattle right now must be counting their lucky stars that they traded Russell Wilson and then they got what they got, considering what Russ is doing and the fact that, look, Geno Smith's not being like what Geno Smith was last year, but Geno Smith's a quarterback that you can dependently rely upon to win you a football game. And I think that's what Seahawks fans want.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, another thing is the Jamal Adams trade really didn't damage their franchise too bad. Like, they were able to withstand that storm, and they still look like a really good team.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. And another thing I'll say, too, is, is I'm really glad the NFL did not fine they did not find Jamal Adams for that because if it was like, oh, they might find him for yelling at the guy. Like, I'm sorry. You're basically finding a guy because he has a concussion. He doesn't know where he is at the moment. And he's just screaming because you're t- being told, hey, you're not going back in the game when you're completely dis- discombobulated. He has no idea what's going on. So the fact that the NFL even considered doing that, I think is just, I, I didn't like the look of it at all, especially too if they find him for what they were doing there. And even to the whole, the George Kittle thing, you probably saw it, but the um, the F Dallas shirt, I'm just yeah. like, the guy have fun it's not like he's going out there and like flipping them off it's just like a fun it's a t-shirt like if you want to find him like a little bit because of uniform stuff okay fine but then i don't know it's just like the were saying
1: nfl has been horrible with the fines this year man even seeing some of the jets fines they're getting you know with regular hits that are, are not illegal and they're still getting fined for them i don't know what's going on but they're they're on some shit this year with the fines
0: It's, I don't know, it's just the NFL being like, hey, our charity needs more money because for folks out there who don't know, whenever a player does get fined, it basically just goes into the NFL's charity. That's literally all they're doing. They're making a donation, like, which I know when Camaro wore those cleats, you remember Christmas a few years ago when he had that six touchdown game? Yes. And pretty much won a shitload of people fantasy football. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, he just said, yeah, happily donated, happily here, here's the money for the fine. I uh, balled out wearing these uh, cool Christmas cleats um so yeah that's that but no the nfl is just i feel like whenever they do stuff it's always like one step forward but then two steps back especially when it comes to stuff like the the whole player safety thing and then the fines where it's like the no fun league thing really gets thrown around a lot but in situations like this it's like guys
1: imagine imagine if they listen to you griff and they took fair catches out the game (laughs) yeah you you don't want to see fines you really want to see fines then i know i know but i say that
0: because the more and more i've covered the cfl Every time you catch the ball, you gotta run. And there's a player on the Argonauts named Javon Leak who has four punt ret- return touchdowns this year, and it is just electric to watch. Just because at wow. any given time he makes one cut, he is gone. That's why I look at that and I'm like, I want to see this. I
1: get why they do it, but the now, fact is he- there a rule in the CFL where you get like a five yard separation to catch the ball or something, or you can just stand in their face and and tackle them as soon as they catch it?
0: Oh, if you stand in the face, if, as soon as the ball is in the player's hands, it's fair game. It's game on. There's oh, no, man. yeah. And then if the the only other silly rule is too, if the ball basically bounces into the end zone, the other team, the team who allows the team who kicks it gets a point. It's called a single. It's called a rouge. It's a very weird rule, but at the same time, too, you get a lot of weird scores in the CFL because of it. Like I've seen games okay. before where it's like one nothing. It's it's hilarious, Jesus. but. um we got to talk about something not so hilarious for me, and that's the Patriots in Vegas. Vegas dun, obviously dun, laying the free. Um, i um, I'm going to say this right now. Look, it's it's not fun. I know everyone's like expecting me to come on and be like, "How do you regain this?" In the whole what? Because like I've, Miguel actually asked me this. He's like, "Like, do you keep Mac a quarterback?" And I say yes for the simple reason of you do not have anything in house that is suitable to replace him. There's a reason why Zappy and Cunningham were cut at the th- cut at dead cut deadline and they weren't claimed so it's kind of like basically right now riding your hot hand and hoping for the hoping that something happens like i know the last because like the last two weeks were brutal because like even two i know we've been spoken since but like the first two games i was like you know what they hung in they, they managed they dug themselves holes but they managed to climb almost climb out of them against philly and miami but then the game against mm-hmm. you guys which it's still weird to me to think that mac's best game was literally the game against you guys but and then he didn't even play well. That was the thing. He didn't even play well. And then Dallas was just—I don't know. As soon as the pick, si- as soon as Sunday, the pick six happened in that game, and it was twenty-eight-three, and everyone's like twenty-eight-three, Dan Quinn. I'm like, nah, this ain't happening. No, no, no. <gasps> Excuse me, this isn't happening. And then last week, as soon as the first pick six happened, right on the like the third play, I was just like, yeah, yeah. This is a bo- this is a bad game. This is bad. But um, no, just. It's, it's not, I don't even want to say it's more disappointing. It's like when you're, it's like when your parents say to you, like, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed in your actions. It's more of that. It's more just general disappointment. And the other take I'll have right now with obviously a lot of um, people being like, oh, do you like go for a rookie, do this? Like, I'm going to take a page out of your book, but like, I've seen what the Jets have been through. Like you guys took Sam Darnold. Darnold obviously didn't work out. It's a similar situation to Mac where it's just like, you know, this guy long term's not our starter. So you go when you get Wilson, and you're hoping that the hey, we're gonna roll the dice, scratch the lottery ticket off, hopefully we get the three cherries, and he didn't with Zach Wilson. like Zach Wilson's coming and been fine, like look, he played really well last week against the Broncos, but like in the next five to ten years, like, would you take Zach Wilson probably as your starting quarterback like i don't I wouldn't think so right now, Danny, Correct me if I'm wrong. no so then that's my thing of now where everyone's saying like, oh. Like you said, Kirk Cousins, to me in the DMs, like I've even starting to support the idea of a Kyler Murray because I know, look, they wouldn't be taking on the whole brunt of his hit. I know too that Arizona would be willing to take on his $81 million dead cap for as disgusting as that sounds. But look, Arizona knows that they're not going anywhere for like at least the next three or four years. And so then if you bring in a guy like Kyler, it's better in a way because you're getting a guy who's not – I don't want to say proven, but you're getting a guy who – knows the NFL system and it's not like this complete gamble. Um another name that I actually want to throw out to you. I feel like you may laugh at this. But I feel like there's a potential chance that Dak Prescott could find his way to Foxborough. And before you say anything, oh, wow. I'm saying this for two reasons, for two reasons because when their season's done, his his cap hit's going to be significant for Dallas. And Dallas has two players on that roster who probably are going to want to make $20 million and $30 million, respectively. Like, you know, as soon as that season's done, Micah Parsons is going to go to Jerry's office and be like, yeah, hey, uh, whatever Nick Boles is making, like, double it for me or, like, like mm-hmm. put it more on for me because we know Micah's earned that money. And then yeah. they got to pay CeeDee Lamb as well. But then the Gal's money tied up into Dak Prescott. So maybe they're the ones to go out and, like, hey, go and do a goofy trade for a quarterback. I'm just in the sense of, like, I'd rather not take the rookie risk again just because you've seen time and time again all these teams do it to where... Look, sometimes going... Like, look at you guys, where it's like, hey, eventually Joe Douglas realized we can't go out and draft someone. We're going to go out and get a guy who's proven. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's won a Super Bowl. Now, obviously, what happened happened to Aaron. Obviously, there's only the four snaps. But you have a guy that gets the fan base excited instead of a guy where it's like, say if you had gone and drafted... Let's start a first-round quarterback. Say if you got Anthony Richardson. There's still the question marks there with him of like, hey, what's he going to be like? Because with you guys before, it's been the same thing where it's like the Sam – Who's before Sam Darnold again starting?
1: Uh, Josh McCown and then Ryan Fitzpatrick before him.
0: But see, then, then Mark Sanchez. So where it's like I don't want them to go out and get like this mid-level quarterback. That's why I'm saying these guys that are proven starters to where, hey, get a guy that you can plug in and play and then see what happens. If New England's truly wanting to rebuild, which I don't think they will, especially because Robert Kraft has this urging desire to win, we'll see what happens ultimately with the Bill Belichick stuff. I think there's a chance that he stays as coach, but then they strip him of his GM powers. But then at the same time, too, I don't really know what to think. I I don't want to answer those questions now because for all we know, they could turn one and four into like like I still have this like the worst feeling I have more than just being a bad team all year is the fact that they go on like a goofy run and then that game against Kansas City week 15 Monday night football comes and they get their doors blown out by 30 at home because ever since Tom Brady left, they love to lose right around my birthday. I, I know just let's add let's just add that onto the pile of shit that I go <laughs> I've been going through the last couple weeks. So that's just where I stand with it, where yeah, like look, I'm not here to say like like I was still always like you know, I was always with Mac Jones on this whole, hey, give it the three years with any with any quarterback give it the 3 years see what happens and now we kind of know look he's been through three offensive coordinators i just think here he's set up to he's he's not set up for success and that the weapons he has around him aren't aren't really weapons at all so unless they can turn it around and just manage because they do have some winnable games coming up It's looking like this is going to be probably their worst season since 2000, which was Belichick's first year. So it'd be kind of weirdly fitting that his first season in New England was five and I think it was five and 11. And then his last season in New England could be the same similar win total. So we'll ultimately wait and see what happens. Um, But as it comes to Sunday, that offensive line gives Max
1: Crosby, lets Max Crosby do what they want. It's going to be a long day for the Patriots. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, you're listening to my TED talk.
1: <laughs> I 100% still believe you internally believe, without saying it, that the Patriots are still going to go on a run. That's just who you are, you know. I I know for a fact you believe that. Oh no, no, no! I don't no, think no, you're no. going to say it publicly. I don't think you're going to say it publicly, but I think you I think you're finding ways on the schedule of how to still get involved in this thing, which is the, cool, you know.
0: The only way I could see that happening is is they would have to sweep November, beating the Commanders, Colts, and Giants, which I think is possible. It's the fact too that after this Raider game, the next two weeks are against the Bills in Foxborough, where Josh Allen loves to play well ever since Tom left, and then they go to Miami, which is a place that even with Tom, New England has struggled. So, right, they, so- would, they best they would have to have to split one. They would have to split there if they lose. If they go into November with less than three wins, season's over. season is hundred percent over. Like I like they're basically still like they're at the point right now where they're still like struggling for air,
1: no, air runs out if you get swept against Buffalo and Miami, which I see happening. So I have New England winning this game. I do. Um, I think Bill Belichick has never been under this kind of scrutiny. Um, I don't think Vegas is a very good team. I think they're a bad team. And I think he remembers from last year what happened. I think the team remembers how embarrassed they were last year from what happened. And I think he actually goes out there and he coaches his ass off and he gets a win. Now, not to say that they're a good team. Um nope. you know, I'm always a death to the Patriots type of dude. You know, like mm-hmm. this is sweet to me. I also don't want them to be that bad because I don't want them to have any kind of chance of getting, you know, a early quarterback, you know, one or two in the draft. Um, that being said, I know what it's like when my quarterback loses confidence. I know how impossible it is to win in that kind of situation. And Mac Jones has completely lost all his confidence. He looks awful. He's regressed so much since his rookie year where, you know, like we did get on Mac for, you know, being in the top 100 and shit like that. But, yeah. you know, he was a serviceable winning quarterback. He he was fine. You know, you could win with the guy. Now you watch him and he's just making mistakes you've never even seen before. You know, we'd get on him for, you know, his arm or, you know, stuff like that. But, this year he's just like mentally like i don't know if it's the pressure that got to him or what it is but he just looks like a totally different guy out there he definitely doesn't look like the guy that's like a guy that you see go to san francisco as a backup and you oh. know re- revive his career type thing so he, um, it,
0: it, it, there's two players in new england right now where that's going to happen to one's josh uche because they're going to let him just not they're not going to use him in run defense a, a te- he'll go to a team They'll use him in pass defense, and then he'll just get after the quarterback. That's what Josh Uche does. Mac is the kind of player, I still think he's going to be in New England next year, but there's going to be a legit competition like what we saw in 2021 where you did not know, was it going to be him or was it going to be Cam? I can guarantee you that happens. And the other report that did come out earlier today was uh, that if he plays bad this week, it's looking like it might be Woke next Sunday as well. So if that happens,
1: like mm-hmm. it's that's season, the end of the road. Well, I mean, same thing happened with Zach last year, and he's somehow in here this this year winning games for us. So, you know, you never really know with that stuff. But um, as far as, like, bringing in an expensive veteran quarterback next year for you guys, like, I think the reason why we did that this year is our roster is actually, you know, good. We have stuff. We have a lot of talent on our roster. The Patriots, on the other hand, you know, like, I couldn't tell you a guy on your offense that could start really for majority of teams in the NFL. I mean, even Ramondre is not having the year that I thought he was. No, he's Yeah, he's regressed a lot as well. Um, You know, Gusecki really hasn't done much. Juju's been horrible. And, you know, know, letting Jacoby Myers walk. I'm glad they questioned Bill on that one uh, this week. You know, seems to be the wrong move. That guy's been awesome in fucking uh, Las Vegas. So, I would actually take him for a touchdown again this week. Oh, Um, me too. But, uh, you know, and then on the defense, you guys lost your two best players in the same game. Gonzalez and Judon. So, it's just like it's just like a storm's finally coming down on New England. Um, it's, it's a tough one to bury out, but I just hope you find a way to win five, six games this year so you're not sniffing, you know, Caleb or, you know, Drake. I don't know. I'm not really sold on Drake May, but Drake May or something like that.
0: I'm not sold on Drake May either. I think it's just another, like, Daniel Jones, Mac Jones kind of player where it's just, you know, ex- experiment after experiment and yada, yada, yada. Um, so we'll wait and see what happens, but I still feel like this team will be like probably worst case scenario will be five to seven. It'll be worst case scenario five to seven wins, but we'll see that's what fine. happens. And with Sunday, I'll just say this. If they if they lose a close game, it's kind of like, OK, you take with you take with it, you take you take it for what it's worth. But if they get their asses kicked for a third straight game, I'm sorry, that's 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 pack it in where. we're. It, serious stuff's going to be going on. Oh, you guys like,
1: are melting down already over there with, with the fire bell check and everything, you know, the like complete meltdown going on in, in Boston right now. But, um, yeah, it would be cool to see. It would be cool to see you guys lose, for my sake, you know. But oh. also, like, I just know long-term, like, if you guys just end up with a, I don't know. I just want to see Bill, Bill out of there next year. You know that's always been my prediction that this was his last year for you guys. And I don't see how in any way with that guy's ego he's going to just coach the team and listen to another GM. I just don't see that happening. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out.
0: Well, ultimately, I have wait. you guys
1: winning. I, guys winning.
0: I, I Like I said, I, I there's a part of me that like I want to win, but then there's a part of me where it's kind of like hope for the best, expect the worst. That's how I view this game.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you guys Sunday playing against the Eagles. Where do you guys gauge it for yourselves? Like, so do you the the thing with the Eagles is like they've been playing down to their competition a lot, man. You know, especially in that Washington took them the to overtime, right? Yep. Yeah. And they're, they're awful. So, um, I don't, I don't know. Zach's been like, I was my when Zach played against the chiefs on Sunday night football and it was looking 17, nothing. It was looking like a route, like a typical game. I was so, I was like, you know what? Whatever. End the season already. Lose as much games as possible. And then something happened, man. Like something just switched. And this guy looked like a quarterback. I've never seen him look like before. Just making back shoulder throws checks at the line, you know, like even just throwing multiple touchdown passes. He doesn't yeah. do that. He's not that guy. And then Brees Hall really did. You couldn't even say it was like because of the running game because they weren't running the ball. It was all Zach. He's never looked better. Um, They didn't win the game. Uh, You know, I have my takes on the refs. You know, helping the Chiefs again. Oh yeah. It's not to say that they would have drove down the field and won the game. I'm not saying that. But we didn't. You know, the Chiefs got the ball with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. We never saw it again. Um, I will say this.
0: can Can I say something quickly? Yeah. I think unless you guys catastrophically go down a
1: hill, Robert Sala 100 percent is confirmed to sell for a fourth season with the Jets. I That's don't think on, he's on. If, if, it's on Aaron Rodgers. I think I think Aaron likes him, and I think he'll. Uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna stay as well.
0: He's um, kind of because I've been saying this with coaches too, and we'll get into this to the next game. We should have gotten into this with Houston. I feel like he's bought a culture or he's got a sense of buy-in from a lot of the
1: players that are there. Yeah, no, he's a players' coach for sure. He makes a lot of mistakes, though. I see it like he makes a lot of bad decisions, like especially like going for it or not on fourth down, yada yada yada. You know, like uh, but he's he's been adjusting well with his defense as far as like every game this year so far. In the first quarter, the defense looks horrible. They're letting teams drive right down the field and score on them, and then they adjust and they shut shit down. So I want to see them this Sunday actually you know, have a good first quarter on defense and not let Jalen Hurts just drive down the field and score and have to play catch-up because that's just not like a recipe. Like what we did. Yeah, that's just not a recipe for success to win with this current team that we have. Um, all right, and then we had last week with uh, with Denver and Brees Hall just finally, you know, the handcuffs came off, no snap count, and they just let him loose, and he did Brees Hall things. That guy's an alien. He still is an alien. You know what I said? I said, don't worry about the ACL. This guy's different, and that's what it's looking like right now. Um,
0: I put egg on my face Tuesday. Don't worry about that.
1: <laughs> so we got we got um we got Darius Slay looking like he might not play. That's a big thing, huge thing. Their secondary is not that great. Um, their D line's awesome. They have a great pass rush. Jalen Carter's the that's probably your D- uh, defensive rookie of the year. I know we were talking about that earlier, but um he's grown men. I think there's an avenue. Of stealing this win just because I saw how they played the Chiefs and I saw um, how they destroyed Denver in that second half. I know it's Denver, but, you know, they're still an NFL team um, at on the road. If Zach can just continue doing what he's doing and, you know, high completion percentage, he's throwing the last two games over 70%, which he's never done before. Um, He's not really turning the ball over. I think that turnover at the end of last week was kind of more on Garrett. You know, it was a 50-50 ball that he just didn't come down with. It wasn't a bad head-scratching mistake. So I think if he just continues to play like that, I think if the run game's working, um, I think there's an avenue to win this game. I picked them to win. I could be wrong. I could be having an egg on my face. But um, I think they're going into the bye three and three, man. And I don't think the Eagles are are that good. Where there should be an undefeated team to this point. I think they've gotten away with a lot, and I think they're due for a loss.
0: And also too for you guys, if you guys were to beat Philly, go into the bye at three and three. That's huge because after the bye, you play the Giants home yep. game, Chargers Monday Night Football. That's a very winnable game because the Chargers don't look very yeah, that's a coin very wonky this year. Um, week ten in Vegas, I expect that game to be flexed out. Obvious reasons, not not yeah. not you guys, not you guys, them. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And then there's that Bills Dolphins stretch there, but then December, like your December's Falcons Texans Dolphins Commanders Browns. Exactly. That's a like if you guys play your cards right, and I say this, I view basically Zach the same way I view Matt to where if he can play mistake free football and not step on his own sh- step on his own shoelaces, the Jets will win football games. Like yeah, obviously. Absolutely. Like, obviously, too, like, even this year, Zach nearly beat the Patriots because I think they kind of took their foot off the gas. But he made the mistakes. He threw – I know there was the weather. There was rain that day. There was guys losing their teeth in the crowd. There was the safety. <laughs> but Zach's shown that, hey, Dallas game aside, he can basically win you guys football games. He look, wasn't he, even
1: awful in that Dallas game. It was just that fourth quarter where he they were just like, fuck it, throw the ball down the field, that will cost. And, you know, obviously that led to turnovers. The thing was that New England game really pisses me off taking that loss because they, their game plan was so pussy and they were so scared and they just ran the ball first down, second down. Obviously, Bill stacked the box and then, you know, it was just impossible to like win a game like that against that team, you know, and just Bill, they they get up for the Jets every single time. You know, like 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 let your balls drop and fucking let him play his game. But they're so scarred from the past Zach Wilson Patriot games that they didn't want the guy to turn into a to a potato. So but like I said, the way he bounced back against the Chiefs was just I, I don't know, it was just eye-opening, man. It, it, I, I saw something different out of him. Exactly. But and then like on the Eagle side
0: of things, like if you look at their schedule, after you guys, they play they play a pretty solid gauntlet minus the commanders. They play the Dolphins, they play the Cowboys, they play the Chiefs, they play the Bills, they play the 49ers, they play the Cowboys, they play the Seahawks. And then they get the Giants on Christmas Day, which if you're watching this, bet a Boston Scott touchdown. It's it's just going to happen. So yeah. for the for the Eagles, like look, if they want to be taken as a like a serious team, you gotta win football Ooh. games like this. Because no, I'm not knocking the Jets, but I'm just saying if you're the Eagles, oh yeah, for sure, you're, they you're,
1: absolutely should win this
0: game. You're, you're a seven point favorite. You should win this game. But this year, like you said, New England they nearly coughed it up. if it wasn't for Booty getting his feet in bounds. Minnesota backdoor cover. Their only game where they looked solid for 60 minutes was that Tampa Bay Buccaneer game week three. Besides that, Commanders, they beat by the skin of their teeth. And last week even too, they had their – like the Rams, I, I still don't know what to think of the Rams, but they really struggled with I them. like, like the they, Rams.
1: yeah. They, they – they
0: like it was – like at one point I'm like, are they going to cover the four? They did, but at the same time too, it's just like you have all this and then there's a the whole tush-push stuff. So for the Philly side of things – you got to win this game convincingly or there's going to be a lot of question marks to where I'm not saying it's the same but do you remember three years ago when the Steelers were undefeated but everyone saw right through them yeah it's 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 gonna be a similar thing to where it's like hey the second you like that that schedule from November onward for them is not easy like Mm -hmm. when you play when you play Dallas when you play Kansas City when you play Buffalo like you have all these games to where it's just you got to go out there and do something so I think that they I I'm gonna be honest with you. I like the Eagles to win, but I like the Jets to cover the seven.
1: I yeah, and, there, right and there's absolutely no pressure on the Jets in this game. Nobody expects them to win. Everyone thinks the Eagles are gonna go in there and route them. But you know, I think I think they're gonna get up for this game, man. It's gonna be a game. I definitely think they cover. Um, and you know, barring a, a a Zach Wilson brain meltdown, you know, but they're the Eagles, you can you can hang with the Eagles, man. They're not all they're made out to be.
0: No, they are not. Um, this next game got flexed though, four one o'clock to four twenty-five. It could be a uniform bet, but I'm not going that way. Because all offseason I question this team a lot. And you know what? They're legit, legit. Detroit minus three. Give it to me. I like Tampa, but Detroit is for real, for real good. Like the fact tubes, it's like you know it. how I was saying to earlier with the whole, hey, how Detroit beat Carolina. Miami should beat Carolina. Yeah, minus the one game. I know everyone likes to say that the first win, like, oh, if Kelsey was playing, but if 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 that's what ifs. Seattle, what well, they kind of slowed down, whatever. But then Atlanta, they beat handedly. They went into Lambeau in prime time and beat the Packers, a place where they have not. Wa- they have been it's been hours of horrors for them for years. And then last week, just to take care of everything, that's a team that has hundred percent bought into what their coach is doing. Dan Campbell yep. has got those guys playing. I still don't. I like. I like Tampa. I like Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield's best when no one's counting on him. I just think that Detroit's a superior team here. But this is a game. This is yeah, a game where that that over that over
1: that over is just sitting there looking at you, juicy. That's what Tampa, I'm going to say. Tampa. Tampa's a cute team. They're the cute NFL team. You know, they're in that little category. They're they're likable. You know, yeah. like good for good for Baker Mayfield. He's playing better than Deshaun Watson. You know, I know. See that brilliant brought up a ton with uh, you know the Browns going through what they're going through right now. But um, yeah, Detroit man, I, 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 they're, they're legit. They're legit. I know you didn't buy into them, but uh, I said it even after that week one, the the win against the Chiefs. I'm like, yeah, time to start buying Detroit, and they haven't looked back. I know they lost to the Seattle, but they weren't going to be an undefeated team. Um, no, nope. I think they are. <laughs> Are, is, do you know if St. Brown is supposed to play or not?
0: He is questionable at the moment. If okay. um, if I'm, if, uh, Look, obviously we know the whole Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery stuff to where if you drafted Jameer Gibbs in the third round, you are – To be a change of pace back. Fuck, oh, dude. And then like this year, like David Montgomery, like we're finally seeing what he's capable of to where it's – Hey, yeah, he's the workhorse where for them to – Someone pointed this out in that same tweet that went viral yesterday. Imagine if they had stayed put, kept Swift, had Swift and Montgomery, and you drafted Jalen Carter instead of drafting Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, Imagine if you had done that. This team would have been a force. And the now only they- thing I'm and the only reason I want to say I didn't buy into them is because every year we get these teams that the media tries to sell you on and it backfires. Like the Broncos last mm-hmm. year, for example, like the Cleveland Browns in 2019. That's why I was skittish on them when there's all these teams, like the cute teams, where it's this hey, look at them, like they're going to do this, but then it always kind of backfires. No, Detroit's not that. Detroit is the team to win the the North. I think this year, though, for them, I'm not saying Super Bowl. I'm saying win a playoff game, give your fans something to cheer about, and then next year's the year where you,
1: you fully load up and you be like, these lions roar and roar line. I just I just don't think as long as Goff is the quarterback there, they'll get past the the, the San Franciscos and the and the Philadelphias no. of the of the division, or I mean of the conference. But um, you know, yeah, they're 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 an awesome team. I'm very happy for them. They have no hate towards Detroit. As far as this goes, um, you know, if you're not playing St. Brown, I think Laported also just got ruled out who's been stellar oh, as awesome yeah. tight end. Um, if you're losing those two, I don't know if Gibbs is still hurt or not, but, you know, obviously that's David Montgomery's backfield. It could be – there, there is a path for Tampa to win at home here. I mean, Mike Evans has been balling. Um, Godwin's been okay. He's been good. But uh, I'm still going Detroit as of this second to win the game. But I would not be surprised if Tampa takes this. I would take the under as well just because of the Detroit's firepower that they'll have on their offense. And I don't think Tampa's that explosive. But, um, yeah, this is a tough game to pick, bro. Uh, i right now with Detroit for me. St. Brown did that. practice. He didn't? He did. St. Brown
0: did practiced practice. okay. full. Okay. He's, he's, off the in, he's off the
1: injury report. So And they also got J-Mo back last week, but I'm not the biggest j guy. You know, he didn't even do anything really last week. It was more uh, – what was it? Le- uh, Josh uh, Reynolds did yeah. a lot. So he's a nice receiver. So I don't know. Uh, I'm going Detroit right now, but this is a tough game to pick. I wouldn't even want to bet anything on this game.
0: I wouldn't either. I'm just I I just like what Detroit's doing because I think Tampa's that team where it's kind of that hey they may not be as good as we thought they were kind of thing with Tampa Bay. Yeah,
1: they're cute. They're cute.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's like one of those things where it's like, oh, you're cute, but you're not really a threat. And at also, at the end of the it's- day,
1: it's a Todd Bowles run team. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Um, Rams and Cardinals. I'm gonna keep the short and sweet. I like the Rams. I think the Cardinals are finally coming back down to the they are the team who we thought they were gonna be all along. Like the first few weeks are cute. I like them to keep it close though, just because I don't like the big spreads in divisional games as I said earlier. So I like the Rams to win, but give me the
1: Cardinals on the plus seven. Yeah, the cut co- the cover Cardinals, huh? What's their yeah. cover spread against the against the spread this year? They're definitely like a nice Three and practice. two three and two. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're a tough team to feed. Um I really like this Rams team a lot, a lot. Um, especially that Cup came back. Now Puka's been balling; he's been awesome. Probably your offensive rookie of the year if he continues to go this way. I thought he was going to fall off after Cup came back, but nope, they're still involved. Kyron Williams is doing well. Stafford looks finally healthy. He's slinging the ball all over. Um, I think I think the Rams go in there and handle them. Honestly, um, like you said, I think I think the the Cardinals' little fun is over, but. Um, you know, they've been they've been impressive. They they're playing hard for that coach that we all slaughtered in the off season for those videos.
0: Gannon's not a one and done. Unless they like
1: completely buy out, he's not a one and done. No, no, I don't think so. They're they're competitive, you know, that and that's all yeah. you can ask for for the for the talent that he's given. Um but yeah, even uh even Hollywood Brown's having a, a good season, you could say, you know, and that's the guy I really wanted.
0: I still um, think there's a chance he's traded, by the way. I still think there's a really strong chance he's traded at yeah. that I line. If I, yeah. if you
1: don't pay him, he's just going to walk. So, yeah, you might as well, you know, get what you can for him and load up on uh, on some draft picks. But, uh, but yeah, man, um, give me the Rams to cover here.
0: Ooh, so we're going opposite on the spreads, but Rams to win. Um, Sunday Night Football, I'm going to say this. We know we don't like this team. This is 1,000% I get right game for the Buffalo Bills. I know we were talking about them earlier. I know that I tweeted out today about the whole – that their fans and the the team finds a way to, like, make excuses for when they lose. Like how there was the coin flip against Kansas City, how there was, like, the Cincinnati game last year, how there was this year when they lost to you guys and then how they lost last week, how it was, oh, because they were in London, oh, the turf was bad. I know they lost some key pieces. I'm sorry if you have Josh Allen in fantasy, or if you want to bet big on Stefan Diggs, this is the week to do so because I honestly think this is going to be leading a lamb to the slaughter. This is just, this is going to be pure carnage for
1: 60 minutes and big rat. And I will be here to podcast throughout some oh, of it. Good luck. Good luck. Watson. I mean, Daniel's not even going to play, right? That's I'm looking like Tyrod's playing that. Yep. I, I, I want like when this, when this game came out, I always said,
0: Um, before we knew how bad the Giants were, I said, watch them win just because, you know, Dayball knows Allen. He knows how to get around him. Their defense isn't what it was last year. Their offensive line is fucking putrid. Their, like, offensive weapons, like, they're non-existent. Like, Darren Waller's been completely out of action the entire season. So, with this Giants team, it's just, what do you got going for it? Like, you have Giants fans already saying, like, Basically, well, going after Caleb Williams, and I'm sorry, Daniel Jones is Mac Jones, when he makes 40 million dollars a year. You can come at me for that statement, Giants fans. The guy like, and also too, if you want to make the excuses, "Oh, he doesn't on an offensive line, guess what? Mac doesn't either, and the same mistakes are happening. Mm-hmm. even too, how the pick six with Witherspoon oh, don't throw to Paris Campbell. No, maybe just look and survey the field or give yourself time. I know it's tough, but...
1: Darren Waller was open, by the way.
0: Darren Waller was completely open in the back of the end zone So if you're the New York Giants, like, it's the same thing as if you're a Cleveland Browns fan if you're a Giants fan. Fucking plug your nose because you know that Josh... This Because we always know that Josh Allen off of a loss... Like, look at week one. Loses to you guys in overtime. Week two... We thought that they were going to struggle. Like, I can see that, too, where the Giants, for some reason, get an early touchdown. or the, It's like, hey, it's a close game, but then one play happens, and it's like a 75-yard touchdown to Diggs, and it's just, okay, yeah, no, the Bills are going to slaughter them.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a route, bro. Um, it's going to be a I, I, I mean, the Giants really haven't even scored halftime points yet, aren't they, or something like that, or a touchdown, halftime touchdown. They got one. They have won all season. Yeah, they're just an awful, awful team, man. They and, should and, be 0 5 And if you and if you said that in the off season, you were considered a hater. But realistically, people saw last season as like a flash in the bottle. You know, take advantage of the schedule type year. And you know, I know they've been down Saquon. I know they've been down Andrew uh, Thomas. But um, they're just—they don't have enough talent, man. They don't. That O lines still been bad. The receivers have still been bad. And Daniel Jones, we're just not buyers of him and we never will be. (laughs) Like, it's just like, I don't know what you have to like see to like believe the guy's not it. I know he's getting killed under pressure out there, but he's still making mistakes when he has clean pockets, you know, like, and he's in year five. So, like, in year five, you should not be making some of the throws he's making.
0: And especially when you,
1: like, it's, it's a tough situation for sure, but it's just like, you guys bought into the to, to the Giants, and it's just they, they weren't a team you'd buy into, you know. They're
0: they're good for the brand
1: of the podcast, but that's that's about it.
0: Like it's good for my brand when they're on primetime, but like the fact you're too, forty nothing at home to the Dallas Cowboys, and then having to come back against the Cardinals, and then you go to San Francisco, and then Seattle whoops you at home, and then you go to Miami and get
1: killed. They literally have been blown out in four of their five games. And good for Don LaGreca for going off on uh, Evan Neal, man. You, I know you saw that, right? Dude,
0: uh, for Evan Neal's sake, you don't do that. You do not no. treat your fan base like that. No, you just basically go on LaGreca because guess what? If Evan Neal keeps playing the way he's playing, he's going to be out of the NFL. Like the Giants, for some reason, with their offensive line play over the last like 10 years, it's just basically I say this. It's kind of like they sold their soul to beat Brady in two Super Bowls, and they've pretty much been shit ever since. And then the fo- boat, photo boat is just the icing on the top of the cake.
1: Yeah, man. No, it's just yeah, it's been it's been rough for both of us uh, in New York. But uh, you know, like you, you look at the Giants and you look at the Jets and you just t- see two teams going in totally different directions, in my opinion. So, like at one point, it was both teams are going up, but then now it's kind of like, hey, the Jets, there's something there. Like the Jets have something there.
0: They keep their head
1: above water. Yeah,
0: the Jets are their, they are their own worst enemy. I will say that. Like I feel like if they do screw up, it's on them. But well, with the Giants, though, it's kind of like, what do you have going for you? Like, I know we like to come on here and make fun of Daniel Jones a lot and rip him for his mistakes. But at the same time, too, like when the rest of the team is as bad as it is, that's the other thing too with next year. Like, hey, if they want to load up, what free agents are going to want to go there knowing, like, hey, this quarterback like makes his mistakes. It's like, it's like the New England effect all over again to where they have, they can go get players, but they're not going to get that true bona fide stud. Like they they do have Darren Waller, sure, but they had to trade for him.
1: Yeah, and he was supposed to be the hero, the savior, but the guy hasn't done a damn thing. He's
0: been such a hit and miss in fantasy. I avoid him in fantasy for all these reasons, and I saw this coming. I just didn't want to keep my mouth
1: shut. I traded his ass last week. I traded his ass last week for Kyle Pitts, too. I was like, nope. I don't want no parts of this guy anymore. (laughs) Give me Kyle Pitts. I'd rather take that
0: headache. Uh, We love to see it. We love to see it. Um, But anyway, Monday Night Football, to quickly wrap it up, I'm going to say this. I like Dallas Cowboys in a bounce back. I think last week you got punched in the mouth. I think I think they win. I think it's a close game too because I like the Chargers. It's just I I want to give my I want to give the benefit of the doubt to Dallas, which could
1: age poorly, but we'll wait and see. Yeah, Dallas needs to win this game; otherwise, the the way people are going to come down on them is going to be scary. So I took Dallas as well. Would not be shocked if the Chargers take it, but uh, give me Dallas in the bounce back spot too.
0: I really like this game to be a shootout as a whole.
1: Oh, yeah, it could be a lot of money uh, to be made in this game for sure.
0: Oh, 100%. I just think like this is a very good back and forth, just like both teams going at it for 60 minutes to where it's pretty much
1: who has the ball last. That's who's going to win the game. All right. And give me one player prop for tonight, 8-15. Ooh, 8 like What do you like the best? Okay, uh, I'm going
0: to say this right now. Book it with Trent to did his first touchdown. I don't like first touchdown just because it's too risky. I like Jerry Judy to get in the end zone, especially amidst the trade rumors because he wants to go Jerry, show, Hey, me. Okay. I'm gonna do this. Um, the other one I like as well. We haven't seen it much this year. I like Patrick Mahomes to get in the end zone. I don't I, like I feel like he's been throwing it more. I like him to get in. And for yards purposes, I think Kelsey could be good. It's just I don't think we get 100 percent Kelsey. So give me Rasheed Rice over. I'm gonna do, I would do 50 plus on Rashid
1: Rice. All right, give me anytime touchdown. The Boston Scott of the Chiefs to the Denver Broncos, Jarek McKinnon. Two touchdown Ooh. games, both games last year, both scored twice. He scored in twice in both of them. So I think he scores again tonight. Got good value on him. I also think Clyde, uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, might get in as well. Um, should be a lot of Chiefs points. So
0: I like that too. And for Sunday, I'm going to go off. I'm going to do a little th- three play for fun just because I thought of it now. I'm gonna do a one o'clock, a four o'clock in a prime time. One o'clock, I'm gonna do Bijan Robinson just just because okay. like, who's gonna like defend that. him? Four o'clock, I'm gonna take Garrett Wilson, especially if they Darius oh. Lee because the Atlanta do the Philadelphia Eagles backfield, that's been their big question mark this year is their secondary. Yeah. And eight o'clock. For as much as I want to go Stephon Diggs, it's a little too too much on the easy money. I like Dawson Knox.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for uh, your boy uh uh, Dalton Kincaid to to break out, bro. I still I, I I feel
0: like that's gonna happen next week against New England, just to hurt me. But for Sunday, by the way, I know you were saying earlier he hasn't been good this year. He is returning home Sunday. I like a little combo: Myers touchdown and a Ramondre Stevenson touchdown as well. For the folks out there who don't know, yeah, Ramondre Myers. is Ramondre is from Las Vegas.
1: Okay, good info,
0: yeah. good info. hasn't Hasn't Zeke gotten all like the uh, a lot of the goal work though? He has it, no. but Zeke hasn't found the end zone this year yet. Okay, mm. so we'll wait. We'll wait and see what happens. And then another one too, if you're really feeling spicy, uh, Nico Collins or Tank Dell as well. And uh, just for fun, Detroit. Uh, actually, I, I don't know. I'm just looking at the rest of the board. I'm just throwing shit out. But follow me all week long. I got to think of like what my video play is going to be this week. I might just take the two again because I've been hitting twos all season long. But uh-huh. I have. I'm going to do the fab the the fab plays as well
1: okay
0: uh but we got a whole lot of time coming and he will be back sometime throughout the season because why yeah, because he's Danny and he loves it but anyway guys enjoy week six of the nfl season enjoy football because even though our teams might be bad we still love to watch it enjoy everybody hi i'm logan anderson host of the say the damn score podcast on my show i deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by you guessed it talking to sportscasters